15 Tammuz, Tes Vav Tammuz, Tzaddik, His Conversations, 444. The Rebbe once told me he would like me to become the presiding Rav in a certain community, with authority to decide legal and ritual matters. I explained to him that I had all kinds of doubts and anxieties about giving halachic rulings, and that I was extremely nervous and wary about entering this field. What is there to be worried about, he replied. So long as you have someone to rely on, you don't need to be afraid at all. In other words, if I were to be confronted with a case requiring a ruling, and my inclination was to rule it kosher, so long as there was an authoritative halachic source for me to depend on in support of my ruling, I had no need to concern myself with fears that the ruling should have been different, even if there were dissenting opinions. Editor's Note It goes without saying that one cannot rely on opinions which have never been accepted as halachically valid. The Rebbe simply wanted to make the point that there is no need to be overly scrupulous in giving halachic rulings. 445. There were many cases of people who came to the Rebbe with serious illnesses, and he saw there was no chance they would survive. He would talk to them in a way that went directly to their hearts, saying, What is there for you to be afraid of about dying? The world there is far more beautiful than here. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 196 The Rebbe's conversation on Sunday night, the week of Noach, 5570-1809 My teachings are very great. They are filled with divine inspiration and can be used to predict the future. Listen carefully and pay close attention to my lessons, and you will see the future. After things happen, you will also see that they were predicted in my lessons. It has all been set forth in my teachings. I heard this after the Shabbat of Bereshit, 5570-1809. I had come to the Rebbe on Sunday night to show him the lesson in the beginning before the eyes of all Israel, Likutei Moharan 2, 67. That week, we actually saw the Rebbe's words come true. The lesson of that Shabbat had actually revealed deep secrets and predicted future events. The Aleph Bet Book a righteous person, A. 129. It is a great honor for the tzaddik when those who are God's enemies also speak against and argue with him. 130. Faith in the tzaddik mitigates harsh judgment. 131. The tzaddik uses God's Torah to teach him how to act towards us. 132. A prayer that a person prays while binding himself to the tzaddikim will be answered. 133. The Holy One pardons the sins of the Jews because of the tzaddikim. 134. A person's derisiveness prevents him from going to the tzaddikim. 135. By giving charity, a person merits coming closer to the tzaddikim. 136. There is no tzaddik who is free from controversy and scrutiny. 137. The wicked person who is too embarrassed to repudiate the tzaddik himself will instead berate those who follow the tzaddik. Kitzer Likutei Moharan 1, Lesson number 280 1. All business activity is nothing but Torah. Therefore, when a person does business, he must bind his thoughts exclusively to the Torah and to the Torah laws that are cloaked and concealed there. But if he does not bind his thoughts to the Torah at the time that he does business, his punishment is that he must subsequently come before the judges in a court of Torah law, It all depends on the blemish he committed. There is the person whose punishment is only that he must have his case tried, but in the end he wins his case. 
Then there is the person who severed his business activity from the Torah even further. He does not even win his case. 2. At the time that a person is doing business, a war is raging. This is because at that time he must battle with the other side to sift out and to elevate the sparks of holiness from there, since the essential function of business and trade is to sift out these sparks. By doing business with faith on its simplest level, that is, by speaking the truth, whereby one's yes means yes and one's no means no, a person also binds his thoughts to the Torah. For a person's thoughts must be focused on the business at hand only superficially. His inner thoughts, however, must be bound only to the Torah. By conducting himself in this way, he merits to sift out and to elevate many fallen sparks and elements of holiness through his business activity. The spiritual worlds ascend, and great rectifications are effected through his business activity, just as they are through prayer. Lesson number 281 1. Even an ordinary person, if he sits in front of a holy book and looks carefully at the letters of the Torah, can see new and wondrous things. However, a person, a person should not make a test of this. See more in this lesson in Likutei Moharam. Rabbi Nachman's stories, The Seven Beggars, The Fourth Day. If you are so skilled in music, I would like to see if you can help these two lands, or if you can mimic their sound. Let's see if you reproduce the exact sound of the wailing that is heard there. The wise men said to me, Will you bring us there? Yes, I will, I replied. They all set out, and eventually came to one of the two lands. At night, when everyone began to wail, the wise men also began to wail. It was quite obvious that they could do nothing to help these people. In any case, I said to the wise men, Tell me what is the source of the sobbing that is heard here. And you do know, they replied. I most certainly do, I said. There are two birds, one male and one female. They are the only such pair of birds in the world. The female was lost, and the male went to look for her. He searched for her, and she searched for him. They searched for one another for a very long time, until they got completely lost. When they realized that they could not find one another, they decided to remain where they were and build themselves nests. The male bird made himself a nest near one of the two lands. He was not right next to the land, but he was close enough that the people of the land could hear his voice from the place where he built his nest. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter number 182 Last Shabbat, Torah reading Shemini, there was a big upheaval here. Young scoundrels entered our study hall, destroyed the door, and abused our comrades. It has already happened many, many times that they come into our study hall and rip up and desecrate our holy books in front of our comrades. This Shabbat, some of our comrades stood up against them and a fist fight ensued. One of the youths ran to his father, who then came with another man, and they proceeded to beat up our comrades. They also went to the local governor, and they came and took away four of our dear good companions. They stayed in jail all of Shabbat and Sunday, and there was a tremendous uproar. They also searched my house for a Mordechai of Teplik to see if he has a travel document. But they were not satisfied with this, and they subsequently informed on me to the same governor. He then sent investigators with some other government officers to look for me, and they wanted to take me to jail, God forbid. Meanwhile, men, women, and children had surrounded my house, and the whole street around it was filled with people. 
Were I to describe the humiliation and disgrace that I suffered, you would not believe it. But God still did miracles and wonders. There was no one willing to go to the governor for me. All the rich citizens and property owners are on their side. Though there are some who side with me in their hearts, they are intimidated by my enemy and by the wealthy people here and are afraid to take any steps to rescue me. Eventually, a few paupers and Reb Shmuel Weinberg's wife went to talk to him. At first, he closed the door and did not want to admit them. But with God's compassion, they pushed and got in, and they pleaded at length with him until his anger subsided a little. Even so, I still had to go to him. There were so many people surrounding my house, though, that there was no path for me to get through. Finally, the officers had to push the crowd away with their sticks and hit them, in order to make a path for me to get out. As I was walking amidst such great humiliation, out came that witch Miriam Reitza, may her name be obliterated. She is the daughter of Elka and Moshe Chinkis, and wife of our friend Rav Avraham Ber, may he live, and she has turned into the most intense mitnagid of them all. So out she came and proceeded to insult and abuse me vehemently in public. I subsequently went to see the governor, because they had appeased him somewhat, he spoke to me a little and let me return home in peace. That shrew also went to the governor and abused me in his presence. This actually worked a little to my benefit, though, since the governor and his wife treated her with contempt and disgraced her for being so insolent as to abuse an old man. She left there humiliated. Rabnussen's Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 440 May God finish well for you. May he sustain you honorably, and may he send your wife, may she live, a complete recovery. May you merit to raise all your children, may they live, honorably and to good long lives, so that you will merit to truly walk in God's ways in the holy footsteps of our pride and strength, our master, teacher, and Reva of holy, sainted memory. May you increase holiness and wisdom each day, and may you literally be a new being every day, as truly is the case. For it is over this that we make the blessing in the morning prayers who give strength to the weary, as our rabbis of blessed memory have said. And the subject is discussed extensively in the Rebbe's teachings as well. You and I know well how very much we ought to be making the blessing who gives strength to the weary practically all the time to the one who gives weary men such as you, me, and all our comrades the strength to suffer and bear what we do for our ability to endure it is nearly exhausted. If God had not helped us, we would have immediately dwelt in the grave. Had your Torah not been my delight, I would have perished in my destitution. It is therefore crucial that you accustom yourself to carrying out the Rebbe's words, which caution us in the strongest terms not to get old, God forbid. Rather, a person must make a new start every hour, and certainly every day, and he must deeply implant in himself the quality of forgetfulness. For in this respect, it is an excellent practice indeed to forget everything that has taken place up to the present time, and not to consider the past at all. And if now too we are going through so many tribulations, and we are unable to fulfill our daily obligations, we should nonetheless be happy and rejoice over God's salvation that He did not make us Gentiles, and that He separated us from those who err, and the like. We must begin from now on to yearn with good, strong desires for God and His Torah, and to pray that He do with us what He deems best. For the pursuits of this world and its desires, and the struggle for livelihood, 
are all vanity of vanities. Vanity of vanities. It is all vanity. The food and clothing that God wants to give us, He will certainly give by His generosity, compassion, and loving kindness without excessive involvement and trouble on our part. He alone supports and sustains. Thus, may we truly fulfill in Him will our hearts rejoice, for we have trusted in His holy name. Amen. May it be His will. Let me know how all our comrades are doing, and about you and your son, may he live. In particular, tell me about your son, my friend, Rabbi Chiel. May his light shine. His wife, may she live. And about our illustrious friend, Rabbi Nachman, son of Chana, grandson of our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory. Has Rabbi Nachman already left? What did he accomplish with his in-law and with you? If he is still there, send him loving greetings from me, from our comrades, and in particular from his wife and children, may they live, from Tulchin. Reb Nachman from Tulchin is now at my house, and he said that the aforementioned Reb Nachman's wife asked him to please send greetings to her husband. May God grant him success, and may he return safely home. May he merit to engage in Torah and prayer all his days, as befits his holy ancestry. There is no time to continue. The words of your true eternal friend, waiting for your swift response and praying for you. Nussan of Breslov Extend loving greetings to my illustrious friend, the aforementioned Reb Tzvi, along with all his household and children, may they live, and also to all our comrades, in particular to my friend, your father-in-law, may his light shine. You should receive from him what he owes, something like ten gold coins, and you should send them along with the other money that you collect. Also, send me whatever money you can get for the Baidel, the booth, but only without quarreling and insults, God forbid, to fulfill Psalms 69.7. Let those who hope in you not be ashamed through me. Just life and peace. Amen. Shemot HaTzadikim, Min HaKohanim, Yudaya, Yeho Yariv, Yachin, Azariah Ben Chilkiah, Ben Meshulam, Ben Sadok, Ben Merayot, Ben Achituv, Adaya Ben Yerocham, Ben Pashchur, Ben Malkia. Maasai ben Adiel, ben Yachzera, ben Meshulam, ben Meshilemit, ben Imer, Shemaya ben Chashuv, ben Azrikam, ben Chashavya, Vak Bakar, Cheresh, Galal, Matanya ben Micha, ben Zichri, ben Asaf, Ovadia ben Shemaya, ben Galal, ben Yudusun, Verechia ben Asa, ben Elkana, Shalom, Akuv, Talmon, Achiman, Achihem Shalom Harosh, Shalom Ben Korei Ben Enviasaf Ben Korach, Zachariah Ben Meshalemia Shoer, Matitya Yeel. Reb Nussin's prayers two, prayer number sixteen on the Kutemo Haran two fifteen. Unique Lord, filled with compassion, Hashem, true God, shield me and protect me from liars and hypocrites. Have compassion on me. Guard me and rescue me so that I will never taint myself by lying or speaking even the trace of a lie. May my mouth never pronounce a false or hypocritical word, heaven forbid. May it never occur to me, heaven forbid, to take credit for attainments that are beyond me and greater than I can achieve. May I never fool myself or others. Master of the world, you know the great, mighty, exalted, holy level of the true elevated tzaddikim, and of their precious, beautiful greatness, as reflected in their attainments. At times it is their practice to make truly great and wondrous, awesome statements, 
in all truthfulness and sincerity about their attainments, all of their words are true and justified. When we hear the great things and wonders that they say about themselves, with their holy and awesome mouths, we can know and recognize your greatness, our Creator. You have given your wisdom to those who fear you, and have empowered your true tzaddikim to attain such great levels and speak the truth of their great achievements. But in your mighty wondrousness and great wisdom, you have balanced good with evil, and thus you have made error possible. Therefore, there are liars and hypocrites who, like monkeys imitating human beings, exist in opposition to the tzaddikim and boast of their own great attainments and wonders as though nothing is impossible for them. They use expressions similar to all of the great and awesome words that come forth truthfully from the mouths of the tzaddikim, but they tell lies and misstatements. Therefore, I ask you who are filled with compassion to have compassion on us and on your entire nation, the house of Israel. Guard us and rescue us from the liars and hypocrites who clothe themselves in garments that are not theirs, who falsely boast of having achieved great and wondrous matters. Guard us and rescue us, guardian of Israel, so that we will not be fooled by them, desire them, or listen to them. May they have no power or dominion to harm us at all in either the physical or spiritual realms. Pour true awareness onto us so that we will recognize and choose truth and come close to the true tzaddikim and those who sincerely join them and place our portion with them forever. Giving Charity Help us give a great deal of charity with a pleasant expression to truly worthy and decent poor people. Help us break the cruelty of our heart and transform it to compassion so that our heart will not be as hard as stone. Help us transform our heart of stone to a heart as soft as water so that we will truly have appropriate great compassion on worthy, decent, poor people and give them everything they need. With our charity, Make great unifications in great elevated holiness. Empower us so that our charity will bring about unification, blessing, and holiness in all of the holy worlds to the highest apogee. Please, Hashem, you who love charity and judgment, in your vast compassion, make it possible for us to fulfill the mitzvah of charity completely in accordance with your goodwill, with all of its details, particulars, intentions, and the 613 commandments that are dependent on it. Help us, by means of this charity, nullify and break lascivious desire. Separate us from the hypocrites and liars. Do not allow unworthy poor people to cause us to stumble. In your vast compassion, guard us so that we will not blemish the unity, blessing, and holiness brought about by charity, a blemish that strengthens the desire for lasciviousness, heaven forbid. You who are filled with compassion, you who desire loving kindness, do not judge me in accordance with my deeds. Do not act with me in accordance with my transgressions. Have compassion on me in accordance with your great compassion and great loving kindness. Do not allow the outside forces to derive energy from my charity, heaven forbid. May they not have the power to damage the unification, blessing, and holiness I brought about when I give charity. Do not give them the power to increase my desire for lasciviousness, heaven forbid. My sole intent in giving charity, which you and your vast compassion make it possible for me to give, is to fulfill the mitzvah of giving charity in order to give you satisfaction. 
You commanded us in your holy Torah to give charity. You urged us regarding this a great deal and repeatedly. My entire intent in giving charity is to rectify and not to damage, heaven forbid. Therefore, I spread my hands out to your compassion so that you will guard me from unworthy poor people. Be with me always, rescue me and guard me so that the outside forces will have no power or dominion to draw energy from my charity and will not be able to damage it in any way. May I give all of my charity in the manner of the true tzaddikim who are great in stature. May they raise my mitzvah of charity and with it make and bring about great unifications at the highest levels with truly ultimate supernal holiness. May my charity give you satisfaction and great delight. Make it possible for me to entirely break the desire for lasciviousness and truly rectify the covenant as a result of the power and merit of my charity. You who are good and do good to all, make it possible for me to increase my charity to the worthy poor with great holiness in accordance with your good will so that this charity will constitute a great rectification for my nefesh, ruach, and neshama, and I will not come before you in shame. Guard your entire nation, the house of Israel, the righteous and worthy, whose income derives from charity, so that they will not receive any blemished charity from salacious wicked men, whose charity damages those who receive it. Rather, in your vast compassion, bring about a positive chain of events, so that all of the charity of all wicked and salacious people will go to the liars and hypocrites. May the true tzaddikim and worthy people be saved from them, from receiving their blemished charity, so that their blemished charity will not damage the speech of the holy mouth that the tzaddikim attain as a result of receiving charity from generous people.